good. <laughs> I didn't realise the camera would be that much in my face. Uh, yeah, good morning, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads. You cannot see my face because there is a Elgato face cam right in the middle of the screen. So that couldn't be any more perfect if it tried. Um, so I suppose we'll bring you a little bit closer. We'll bring you in a little bit. There we go. Hey, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads here on uh, Thursday, sorry. Thursday. Afternoon now, it's no longer the morning. I uh, hope that you're all had a fantastic morning so far. I hope that you're all having a fantastic week so far. This is The Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. Uh, forget full clock. Forget free clock is in the chat, having a conversation. <laughs> uh, hope that you're having a fantastic day so far. JMK is in nice and early as well, so I do appreciate you guys for joining us. Um, Again, it's a little bit after 10 a.m. It is a very, 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 very busy week so far, um, which is obviously why it was only Graham yesterday and there's only me today. Uh, we're both kind of taking it in terms to crack on with doing actual work stuff rather than uh, using this time wisely. This is basically my dinner hour that I'm doing this on. Um, that's how busy we genuinely are at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you'll find out on Monday or next week at some point as to why we are so busy at this moment in time. Um, I'm excited to be able to get this out in the wild because it's something that we've been working on now for maybe three months um but we just haven't been able to you know timed exclusives and stuff so uh, hopefully you guys will be able to find out very very soon as to why we are so extremely busy at this moment in time um, but again, you guys are here for video game news and that's exactly what I'm here to be able to give you five days a week each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish. We, t we try to go live. 10 a.m. is our like earliest that we'll probably ever go live, but we can't quite make it at the moment. I mean, I think we've ever, only ever been able to do it maybe a handful of times, but that's what we aim for, 10 a.m. every single day. Uh, well, every single weekday at that. Where we go live on Twitch... So you guys can get involved with the conversation. Straight after that, though, it gets put onto YouTube. Obviously part of Twitch On Demand as well. Onto all of your favourite podcast services, which includes the likes of SoundCloud, which also includes the likes of Spotify uh, and Google Play and also Apple Music too. Um, you can listen to that at your leisure. You can fast forward, you can rewind, you can pause it, but you can't get involved with the conversation just like you guys always do each and every single weekday. weekday. So we do appreciate that. Thomas is here as well saying sacrilege. Forget says, I'm in the United States of America. Welcome from over the pond. I mean, to be fair, when I've had a look at our analytics for listening to SoundCloud and on Spotify, they're all from America. We've got very little UK listeners, even though we're the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. In terms of listening to on-demand stuff, it always seems to come from America or Canada. I know I need to segregate both of those out because they're not the same thing, um, but genuinely, they all seem to come from America, which is nice because I think I think the reason as to why this is, and this is me jumping to some sort of conclusion, I've not got any research to back this up as, uh, whatsoever, but I, I think it's because when this show finishes and we put it onto our podcast services, it's just in time for you guys either waking up, going to work or your dinner time that's where that's why i think it's so busy over there because it's like the sweet spot for you guys so podcast most people listen to podcasts in the two on from work or on the dinner hour or something like that so it, it, it seems to land perfectly uh, for you guys over there oh you're watching us live like forget does now 
Um, and JMK says afternoon all as well. So yeah, this is UK's video game number one podcast. We've already gone through all this stuff. We go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. where we come through with video game news so you don't have to. We basically put this into a nice little neat podcast for you guys to be able to digest at your own leisure and then obviously talk about it in the Discord afterward. Which, to be fair, I want to shout out to you guys in the Discord as well because our Discord is popping. I genuinely never would have thought that we would have had like over 300 people in there and a lot of you guys are active. It's not just join our Discord because we're doing a giveaway. It's genuinely you guys always want to talk to each other. Like you want, you want to find people to be able to play video games with. You want to continue conversations that we've had on our streams or just starting up new conversations in there. So I do appreciate you guys getting involved with that. It does make me happy to see all you guys answering each other's questions before me and Grave, me and Grave, <laughs> me and Graham have even seen the notification. You guys are already speaking to each other and sorting stuff out. So I appreciate that. Doesn't Canada restrict certain YouTube videos when they control what citizens watch? Pass. No idea. Listen, I don't even know what's going on in my own country at this moment in time. Never mind what's going on, on the other side of the world. The UK is in an absolute shambles. It's in an absolute shit show at this moment in time. So whatever's going in other countries I genuinely have no idea because I don't even know what's going on in our own country I don't even know what's going on in my own household the, I say the wife Samantha looks after most of that stuff which isn't fair on her um, but I am completely useless and she'll be the first to tell you that I look after the, uh, yeah, little sm small story for you we got some decking last year I love my decking. It's my it's the my favourite part of the house. When the weather's nice, I like to go and sit under my little parasol, around my little table, maybe have a nice coffee, maybe have, I don't know, a beer or two under it. It's beautiful. However, it always gets full of shit. When I say bird shit, I, when I say shit, I mean bird shit. And also mud and whatever else, because I don't know why, we just seem to live in a place that has sandstorms and dirt just always gets in between the groups. So last night, even though it was raining a little bit of yesterday, Got the old jet washer out, went into the back garden. Got it's quite big the decking as well. I know that, that sounds like a little bit of a boast, but it's a big. It's it's quite a big decking, but now it just looks fantastic. Like I love the look of my deck. I'm 31 years old now. This is what I get excited about: getting the jet washer out, putting my tunes on my big headphones outside, and it looks fantastic. Ready for the barbecue that I'm going to be having this weekend? Do you know what I mean? It's small satisfaction stuff, stuff that you think. Do you know what? I can't be fucking arsed, but then when you do it, you're like, it's mint this. It's mint. But yeah, that's the story of me and my decking. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, you're here for video game news, not talking about me and my brand new jet wash decking. I mean, that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, you're obviously here for video game news, so that's exactly what I'm going to do for you. When, we, when it's only one person, I try to limit this to about 40, 45 minutes because I don't want to ramble about stuff. And it's also not very good from a conversation standpoint because I'm waiting for you guys to give me your thoughts and impressions and then talk about your thoughts and impressions and then you give your thoughts and impressions on my thoughts and impressions. Do you know what I mean? It works better with me and Graham are both here. But this is called The Dollop. This is called The Scoop. Let's get into our first news article of the day. And you may have already seen what the new first news article of the day is. It was our leading story. Have I just closed down the tab? No, I haven't. I thought I'd uh, close down the tab like an, like an idiot. So I don't know if Tito's here yet. Um, this is one of his, well, his favourite franchises of all time, but it's going through a little transitional phase, shall we say. Um, and I'm glad to say that The Division, Ubisoft's The Division is back. 
but it's going to be for mobile. Uh, it's an open-world third-person shooter RPG for iOS and Android, written by Tom Ivan over at VGC, and he states that Tom Clancy's the Divi- oh sorry Ubisoft has announced why is it just skipped down? Sorry, I apologize. Ubisoft has announced that a new division game for mobile, The Division Resurgence, is a free-to-play third-person shooter RPG, which a publisher says will let players roam freely around the open New York City landscape. It will be playable solo or cooperatively, and promises a range of PVE activities, including story missions and world activities. Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence takes place in a contemporary post-crisis New York City and offers a unique perspective on key story events that have taken place in Tom Clancy's The Division and The Division 2, Ubisoft said. Now, it does look like we have a trailer here as well. I, I haven't watched it yet, uh, so I'm just going to leave this on the screen as I continue to read through some of the, the, the remainder of the story. Chaos continues to wreak havoc on New York City and the first wave agents uh, representing the Strategic Homeland Division, where players will be tasked to protect civilians against hostile fraction, uh, factions and to help them build a better future. Players can register to participate in the upcoming tests ahead of the game's release on iOS and Android devices. Now, this looks like it's been a, there's going to be no gameplay in this by the looks of it oh wait no that's the playing hopscotch i thought it might have been something else but this looks like it's been um rendered into a game engine it doesn't look like it's got any gameplay elements in it which is a shame but anyway i'll continue on ubisoft is also planning to receive the revision heartland uh sorry ubisoft is also planning to release the division heartland during the current fiscal year ending in march 2023 announced last year heartland's free-to-play demo uh, division spin-off described as a standalone experience that provides an all-new perspective into the universe into a new setting a week after the heartland was revealed 20 minutes of gameplay footage was leaked along with more information on the title included its 45 player pve pp i always got this wrong this is this is my xbox boss pve vp mode called storm so i don't know if there's any fans of the division in it obviously tido is what feels like to me the number one division fan or it most certainly was in division one standard uh, division one standards maybe not uh the division two i think i kind of went backwards for him but i loved the division i loved the first one i didn't finish the second one i don't even think i was anywhere close i maybe played it for about 50 hours um but nowhere nowhere near as much as i did with the first one it, it just felt more of the same to me um Playing the playing that game on your own sometimes can be a little bit tedious because the the enemies are bullet sponges. Like it's very difficult to be able to take down factions on your own. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those games. that's definitely better with friends. However, the division itself, I love that setting. I love the game. I love the um, weapons. I love it basically. It feels like an MMO RPG in a third person shooter which for me is definitely my bag i mean it's not quite destiny um it's not quite borderlands but there's definitely a lot of good things happening with the division now a mobile version of the game the only thing that i'm cautious about this I've, i'm fairly certain this is going to do well i don't think this is exactly what people want but my only concern with this is please let us use controllers please let me use my razor kishi controller or let me use my xbox controller or let me use my PlayStation 5 controller, I can plug my, my phone via HDMI into my TV, play it on the big TV, get these controllers out, my 8-bit door controllers or whatever. Please let controller support be used on this because I don't want to play this game if it's touchscreen controls because I feel like that definitely is a massive stumbling block when it comes to mobile games. Like, there is ways of getting controllers working with Call of Duty Mobile. There is ways of being able to use them on PUBG Mobile as well. However, it's not that easy. It's not that accessible. I can't just plug my controllers in and then them work. It's it's a shambles that that isn't the, that that you can't do that. 
But I feel like this game would definitely benefit from having... If this is a full-blown story and it has all of the gubbins that the console versions does, please let just that call it controller support be part of this game because it will do a hell of a lot better. I can't guarantee it, but I can definitely see circumstances around this game being better with controller support. I feel like it's, the, mobile games want to get into the realm that console games is. Best way to do that, make sure people can use controllers. I don't think it takes a genius to be able to work that out. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 task one. Task two is why is it free to play? What makes this game different from the console versions without the obvious being free to play games? Like what are you going to do to be able to recoup your money from this? Like, is are you going to have battle passes? Are you going to have uh, seasonal events so people can pay seven pound and then be able to do all of these missions? Is it going to have expansion packs that you will have to buy down the line? Or is it just going to be loot box stuff? Is it going to be stuff like Diablo Immortal where you're able, you're paying for power-ups? Which I do think is going to be the case with this, unfortunately. I don't know if we are going to see a proper RPG game that doesn't consist of some sort of paying mechanics within this. Um, because I feel like that's what Division Heartland was going to be like. I feel like they was going to have... Um, the paying options in there to be able to maybe rent guns for 30 days or something like that. We're not too sure. I'm not too sure. I can't be totally confident on that. But I do feel like that's the easiest way for them to be able to earn money back. And hopefully they'll take on some sort of um, season pass stuff. Because again... If I can play the division on the go with Marie's Akisha controller, that entices me more. That entices me rather than playing football manager at the moment on my Nintendo Switch when I've got half an hour here and there, maybe between putting my boy to bed or getting him bathed or doing his feeds or whatever it is. I can just flick on my Switch, or, sorry, flick on my phone, plug my controller in, have half an hour, do a couple of uh, missions here and there. Like That interests me more. This I'm at that period in my life now where I need something that I can just jump into there. Right there, if it's one game of Fortnite or two games of Fortnite and then back out and I've got my fill. Like, I'm not at this moment in time with my child being as uh, as young as he is and the life being as chaos as it currently is with work and everything else that goes on along there. I can't, I can't waste four or five hours of my time. I don't have four or five hours of my time during a day to be able to get stuck into a first-person storyline, which is a shame, but that's just life. Do you know what I mean? I'm 31 years old. I've got responsibilities now. So if I can have something like that where I can just tack a controller in, do a couple of missions, bosh, jobs are good. And that, that might take away the football manager side of it where I know I can fit two or three matches in and then I'm satisfied. Then I've got my daily fix. Uh, but anyway, ads in the chat. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope that you're having a fantastic day so far. So, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to our next news article then. It's a double-pronged approach. We've got some Activision Blizzard news, but in two forms. So let's get on with the good news first. Let's get on with the good news first. Written on VGC by Chris Scullion, he states that BlizzCon will return in 2023 as Blizzard's boss has claimed. We are committed to bringing back BlizzCon in 2023, Mike Ybarra says. And the president of Blizzard also stated that the company aims to bring back BlizzCon in 2023. I hate the fact that they've got that in three separate lines. Like, they just worded it three different ways. I love VGC. The, the, everything that they put out is a banger, but I don't want to see the same thing written in three different ways because we sound fucking stupid while we're reading it. Anyway, uh, the annual gaming convention designed to celebrate Blizzard's games has, hasn't had a live in-person event since 2019. And Blizzard head Mike Ybarra also said that the Los Angeles Times that the plans are underway to bring it back. We previously announced, and this is a quote, that we're taking a pause on BlizzCon while we reimagined it for the future, but don't want to return to a live event that enables us to celebrate the community, Ybarra explained. 
explained. We recently hired a new leader at BlizzCon, April McKee, who is hard at work with that plan, and we are committed to bringing back BlizzCon in 2023. There hasn't been much, uh, sorry, there hasn't been an in-person event uh, at BlizzCon in the past three years, the last taking place in 2019. In May 2020, Blizzard officially cancelled plans for that year's event due to the ongoing challenges caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The company stated at the time that it was discussing the feasibility of instead holding a digital event in 2021. The digital-only event dubbed BlizzCon Online took place in February 2021, but a few months later, Blizzard confirmed that it hopes to hold a physical event later in the year had been scrapped due to the ongoing pandemic. The company also stated that it planned to hold a hybrid event in early 2022 that would mix the formula of BlizzCon Online with small in-person gatherings, but this too was also cancelled following the emergence of the sexual discrimination and harassment scandal at Blizzard. Any BlizzCon events taken uh, takes every single one of us to make it happen, an entire company effort fueled by our desire to share what we have created with the community we care about so much, Blizzard said in its cancelled 2022 event. At this time, we feel that the energy would be put onto a show like this. We're best directed towards supporting our teams and progressing development for our games and experiences. Additionally, we'd like to also take the time to reimagine what BlizzCon event of the future could look like. The first being BlizzCon was uh, sorry. The first BlizzCon was held 16 years ago, and much has changed in the time since. Most notably, the multiple ways in which players, communities can come together and feel like they are part of something bigger. Um, the, the, this is a quote continues saying, "Whatever the event uh, looks like." In the future, we will also ensure that it feels safe, welcoming, and inclusive as possible. We're committed to continually communicate, uh, continual communication with our players, and we see BlizzCon playing a big role in that going forward. Yabara also used the LA Times to interview and defend Diablo Immortals' heavily criticised implementation of microtransactions. Um, that is a completely different article. That's not the one that I was going to go off of today. I know Graham talked about yesterday Diablo Immortal making one million dollars a day and what he currently thinks of that situation um secure the bag but don't be predatory is obviously with the comments that was irked yesterday um but it looks like we are going to be getting a new BlizzCon, which is great. I love the fact that we are going to be returning back, um, obviously, with the likes of Gamescom this year. Having these uh, live events is part and parcel of the video games industry. I love the fact that we have them. I love the fact that there is nerds here, there, and everywhere all over the world that want to be able to go and speak to each other, that have communications, that maybe only speak to each other every single day over the internet that haven't had the opportunity to be able to meet up and go for drinks or go for something to eat or whatever it is or play just play games at LAN events with each other we've all missed this and when I say nerds I also include that in myself that is a uh, that is a collective term I'm going to use for us all um I am in my in my circle of friends in, in probably my, my, if I say my 15 closest friends, I think there's five of us or six of us that can probably be deemed as nerds. The rest of them just play video games whenever they want to or they have a little bit of time. And some of them may only jump on when the others are as well. So for, for like us six, these kind of events are pivotal. Like they are crucial. We want to be able to go and speak to other people that may have different perspectives on things or that we haven't seen for a long time. Like being part of the PES community, having a PES day or being able to go to events where I'm able to play against my friends while we play i've met some of my closest friends through the pez community do you know what i mean like i don't know i have probably have three friends that live around my area that i've grown up with that know what pez is the rest of them just they're not asked the fifa players do you know what i mean so being able to have these events where i can go and speak to my friends and play play video games against them 
amazing. So being able to go back into a world where we're going to have all these like-minded individuals, people who are a fan of Diablo, that are a fan of Overwatch, that are fans of World of Warcraft, that are fans of uh, Starcraft, like all of these games at BlizzCon will be amazing for those people to be able to have conversations with. So I'm glad that it's back. I'm glad that it's back. I'm just going to take a quick... In fact, I'll bring the next news article up. Um... That was good news for Blizzard in terms of what they're going to be bringing. However, there is some bad news also around the corner too, uh, which I'll bring on screen now. I'll just take a big old swig of my drink. Written on Eurogamer by Victoria Kennedy. She states that Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard under, is under investigation from the UK regulator. Deadline is set for the 1st of September. The Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, is a UK regulator, will cast scrutinous eyes over Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard in the coming months. This investigation... Wait, what's this Sonic stuff here? Is this advertising the new game? Yeah. Okay, sorry, for a second there, I thought they was going to be making the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog then for, for a very brief second. <laughs> anyway, I got a little bit too excited. This investigation will allow the company to decide whether or not Microsoft's deal to purchase Activision Blizzard could be deemed as anti-competitive. As with all merger reviews, this investigation will consider whether or not the deal could harm competition and lead to worse outcomes for consumers. For example, through higher prices or lower quality or reduction choices, the CMA has said today. I'm just going to pause this there so it just doesn't use as many much resources. Uh, the CMI has also is set, set itself the deadline of September 1st to come to its conclusion about the upcoming deal between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. The CMA is not alone with its investigations. The FTC is also currently examining the deals on Microsoft proposed 80, sorry, 68 billion deal uh, to buy Activision Blizzard. After four politicians, including former president candidate Bernie Sanders, signed a letter to the Federal Trade Commission alerting it to the issue. The CMA has said that it will communicate with others, others such as the FTC, as this matter as appropriate. Meanwhile, Microsoft hopes to see the deal done and dusted by next year. Is my screen on night mode? Uh, no, it has flux on it. Um, is it dark for you? Because in the preview, it looks okay. But I've got flux running on my on my screen. Is it causing issues? Uh, Roster boss is here. Hey, hello. Um, I meant I meant to message you today. I've got your uh, loot drop prize all boxed up and ready. I've got your address. I just need to take it to the post office down the road, pal. Um, so yeah. Good afternoon. Uh, just looks creamy orange. Yeah, that's flux. I've got that on there to help my eyes. Um, I, I'll turn it off for the next news article. It'll probably make a make it probably make a difference. Um, where's flux? I'm basically just showing you how to use it now. <laughs> disable, disable for an hour. There we go. And it'll start to go a little bit more brighter for you. There we go. Yeah. Boom. That's how you do it. <laughs> so I'll bring you back into camera view. Hello. Um, so yeah, um, as much as I think this is news, I also think it's kind of irrelevant too. And I'll tell you for why. I don't think... Ah, too bright, says GMK. Uh, I don't think this is going to have an impact. I still think this is going to go through. I know at the time when we reported on this, we kind of thought, is this anti-competitive? Which, technically it is. But, I don't think anyone's that bothered. Apart from the people who are diehard PlayStation fanboys that probably won't get access to these games straight off the bat and it might be timed exclusive or whatever. And then obviously the Xbox side of things will be delighted at the fact that they will have all of these games on Game Pass day one, like they're currently doing at this moment in time. 
I don't know if this is going to play. I, I, I don't think this, this, this is fine. Like I, I, I can't see any issues with this, with not going through. I understand that technically it is at the consumer because you are buying two massive behemoth corporations and putting them under your banner that other companies and other um, people like Steam or like uh, PlayStation or like Nintendo will have second dibs on things. But that's, this has been happening for years. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it only anti-competitive because they are massive corporations, or is it anti-consumer because the people didn't get there first? That's my that that's my only issue. That's my only issue with this. Like, it, it is what it is. In a world where people are fighting for first-party exclusives and companies, uh, developers, publishers, to do that for them. If if Microsoft have got the money, why not? It's it's like a football club not being able to buy the best players are not buying the best players because they can't afford it. Like they they can afford it. They can go after these players if they want. City can go and buy Grealish because they've got a hundred million to be able to do so. Like Bournemouth not being able to do that is realistic because they don't have the money to not be uh, to be able to do that. But that's that's the way that I see it. I don't know if that's a skewed perspective. I understand that might infuriate some people who are just dead set against stuff like this because they don't have access to these games now you don't know what your access is being limited to at this moment in time no one really knows that um they have alluded to some games potentially only coming out for a certain console for maybe a certain amount of time so like the elder scrolls um for instance if, uh, with the bethesda deal um that is obviously going to be something that may only be a microsoft exclusive forever um i mean it's it won't be the first time that's happened morrowind obviously came out on the original xbox playstation never got a sniff at that it obviously did came out come out on the pc too um but with the bethesda deal they've already got that locked and loaded we've had we've heard little glimmerings of what potentially could see that and obviously activision, activision blizzard is a completely different kettle of fish um will this only have call of duty official maps on xbox they've been doing that on playstation for a while now um the the cod world cup uh, cod world championships were played primarily on playstation um so is it just stuff like that that they're just taking away from the other side i'm not too sure um i suppose we'll find out whenever they give the marketing beats around it or when it does stops getting scrutinized it is what it is. It is business at the end of the day. Um, again, we talked yesterday about Diablo making a million uh, a million a day. <laughs> it might be predatory. It might only have a 0.5 over on a Metacritic, but it's doing the business for them. It would be nice if we got to a point where they're going, okay, we've secured our future long-term now. We don't need to worry about putting uh, food on our staff's, ta- our staff's family table and stuff like that we're just going to eliminate all this stuff you can only get the stuff by playing the game can carry on as you were as it as it were that'll never be the case because it will always be how much your stock is worth and how much your company is worth and how much the big wigs are getting paid and things like that that's obviously what all of this comes under it's unfortunate but is that capitalism yeah i think it's capitalism rather than socialism I don't really know. I'm not that educated, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, moving on to our last news story of the day. Once again, been written, been written, been yeah, been written. It's been wrote. It's been written. It has been written. I think that's correct. I think that's right. I think that's proper England. But anyway, moving on to our final news story of the day. Right again, over on Eurogamer. Tom Phillips has said that Sony confirms that God of War Ragnarok will be released this November. Boy, it's about time. There you go. That's my non 
Um, voice modded voice. I'm just going to move myself over there. Oh, I don't know if Graham's still here, but I haven't done it today so far because I haven't needed to. So this one's for you, pal. There we go. Just for you, Graham. Sony has confirmed that the recently of God of War Ragnarok and it's Wednesday the 9th of November for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Today also brings a fresh CGI trailer for the game showing a glimpse of what dangers Kratos and Atreus find themselves up against as a... Pro uh, prophesized Ragnarok approaches. Today also brings the word of the game of many additions and pre-order bonuses. Lock down your purchase ahead of launch and you'll get the Kratos uh, Ryzen Snow Armor and the Treyus Risen Snow Tumeric costumes. The game is uh, the game standard edition will be available separately for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Owners of the PlayStation 4 version will have to pay £10 to upgrade their copy to PlayStation 5, which I don't think is a bad thing, but don't let anyone else hear you. Uh, Ragnarok's digital edition also includes the armor sets of Kratos and Atreus and the digital soundtrack, mini art book, uh, avatar set and a PlayStation 4 theme. Moving on, the collector's edition wraps up the above in a big physical box with a voucher for the game and its empty steelbook case. Even though there is no disc, you also get a 16-inch Molnir replica and a pair of two-inch uh, Vanir twins carvings and a Dwarven dice set. Finally, the Jotner edition also includes the above, even a fancier physical box, plus a seven-inch vinyl of the two tracks from the composer Bear McCreary, uh, a Jupiter ring, a cloth map, a shinier set of dice, and a set of badges. The, uh, the various different rear editions of the game will come available to pre-order next week on July the 15th, and we'll be keeping an eye out for pricing details. Just last week, God of War director Corey Barlog appealed for Clam as excitable PlayStation fans called out for release date information in a frenzy whipped up by online gossip suggesting an announcement was near. Well, here we are. In a barren year for big game launches, we are now at least max this one on our calendar. So, the 9th of November, get your pre-orders in if you are a person that likes to pre-order these video games. Uh, due to whatever it is. I'm, one thing I am not a fan of is them never saying how much pre-orders cost at the beginning of things. I'm just going to move that around. We aren't sponsored by Monster, by the way. It just definitely looked like we was. It was just a bit of product placement. Um, I don't understand why they don't release how much things cost beforehand. Like, as someone that doesn't have that much disposable income with the fucking price of fuel at this moment in time, nearing two, liter, two quid a litre, ridiculous. Um cost of living crisis stuff like that if i wanted this i would not be buying the limited edition version of it i'll be i'll probably wait for it to go down in price before we end up buying it but not knowing what the cost of these things are it's like tickets for concerts they never tell you how much they're going to be until they actually go on sale and then if you don't have enough you can't go or you use your credit card like it's ridiculous that they don't give you a, a heads up before they go on sale it always infuriates me that they don't give you a heads up. So you can either work, if you got paid weekly, you can do a bit of overtime and potentially to be able to get some more money in the bank before these come out. Like, why don't people, why did they just expect gamers to be sat on mints for them to be able to just go to the nearest shop and be able to lump this down? Like, I need to know how much this shit costs before I start to put in. Like, me and the wife have 
all of our money and finances written down to the absolute penny to make sure that we are able to provide for our child and be able to send him to nursery when she goes back to back to work in January. Like our money is literally down to the penny. If I wanted to be able to treat myself, I need to know how much shit costs before I go and do that. Otherwise, I just won't buy it and I'll just wait for it to go on sale and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? I cannot be the only person in the world that is like this. So any kind of pre-advice as to how much these things cost would be would be grateful like what are they do how are the how is that going to affect them selling the stuff are they just hoping that enough people have enough money in the bank and and are impulsive to go i absolutely need this as soon as it goes on sale i'm going to go and buy it no matter what the cost is are they just hoping that there's just enough people out there in the world to be able to do that for them i imagine it's a formula that's worked for them before which is obviously why they're doing it again but i just genuinely don't understand why they don't advertise how much these things cost. It blows my brain. Um, Roster Boss says, poor Bo, poor, poor Bo, uh, Bournemouth. Um, Lake says, hello. Hello to you. Uh, Graham with the thumbs up. Uh, Lake says, first time in years I had to sleep at work uh, during my coffee break. I really am getting old. That sounds like an absolute, that sounds like a good afternoon to me. Um, probably to see, uh, JMK says, probably to see what people... Uh, my eyesight's going so I'm just gonna have to take this off the screen and read it on here rather than that all the way over there I definitely need to go and get an eye test soon um, JNK says probably to see what people say uh, they might pay people say it's gonna cost 90 people don't complain they charge 90 people complain they charge less I don't think that that's savvy with it I, I think they've already got this locked in they already know this because like game will have to know way beforehand how much these things are if they're going to have them in their store. So they already know how much these things are costing. They're not going to do a social consensus on how much they need to charge for this. This would have been locked in way before they even started making the figures and the vinyls and everything else. They'll see how much. Oh, Doc, thank you very much for the host. Appreciate that. Um, they will, they'd have told all this up ages ago how much it costs and then how much they're going to sell it for. This, this isn't something that someone in the marketing department has gone, oh, we've got the all in stock now okay no worries uh 90 quid for that 120 for that it just it, it doesn't work like that they will already have all of this information they just won't release it to the joe public we will not know until it goes on sale and again the same with concert tickets it's the same with anything until it goes on sale you genuinely like Ticketmaster used to have a little eye and used to be able to click that eye for the information and it used to tell you beforehand how much it costs they don't do that anymore and I think that's because they want people to be impulsive to go, okay, I'm in the queue. I've, I've, I've got access to these tickets now. If I don't buy them right this second, I might lose out and I might never get them. So I'm going to buy them right now, even if it's £90. It's £30 more than a budget, but I really want to go and see it. They don't do that anymore because they know there's people out there to be able to do it. So it's annoying. But again, it is what it is. That's how the, the, If it works once and it works twice, it works three times, they'll continue to do it. Again, annoying. Uh, new, uh, no, not all. Our, uh, how was your golf? My golf was amazing for the five holes that I streamed. After that, went downhill extremely fast. <laughs> um, JNK says, I suppose, yeah, just let them want to tell, tell us that. I genuinely think that's it is. Um, DJ uh, Mo Beats with the first time chat. I appreciate that. Uh, it says, do they, uh, they do focus groups on marketing research and price of goods accordingly to maximize profits. From experience, from experience, and I'm not going to say what games that I have worked on in the past as we do work in video games industries, I know they will already have this information. Whether or not it's based on focus groups or not, they will already know what these prices are going to be for this stuff. I know that from past experience. I'm working on games that are 
of similar level or just as big of games like this. When they're creating this kind of stuff, they will already have, before they've even created these products, a price in mind for them. It's up to consumers whether or not they want to buy them. And they 110% wait for impulsive buyers to go and buy this. I keep on using the gig experience tickets because that is the one that pisses me off the most. It's probably a gig that isn't going to happen for the next 18 months. And they want you to buy the tickets now so they can justify... Um, whether or not they're going to expand from a playing at the Manchester Academy or to the AO Arena or to at the Etihad or the cricket ground. They'll want them to see how fast they sell to have add another date or increase the venue. That's the kind of marketing that, the, that the, they're doing for concert tickets, which is fucking infuriating when you don't know how much it's going to cost. So... Yeah, I, I do agree with I do agree with you, and I also agree with JMK saying that, uh, that obviously they'll if people want to pay the ninety pounds, they'll they'll say okay, we'll just charge ninety pound for it. Then if people aren't complaining, they'll obviously do that. Um, DJ says, by the way, off topic, I'm looking for a mic arm like this. What's the make and model, please? So um, this uh, we have been supplied into this studio. I don't know if because you are new around here, you probably haven't seen this before, uh, but we do have a large studio set up, and uh, the guys over at El, El Gato. This is an El Gato face cam by the way which is obviously in my face when graham's here we usually sit either side of it so it's not that noticeable but when you're sat in the middle it's really noticeable because <laughs> he just covers my face but el gato have um supplied us with uh this is the low profile One here, hello. Um, and Astro have kitted us out as well. We are Astro partners. They have they have gifted us uh, and kitted us out with uh, Astro headsets. We've got A10s and A40s. I'm sure that these are the A10s. Yeah, uh, sorry, these are the A40s. Um, but yeah, these are the low profile ones. They do have high profile ones as well for the uh, the Elgato mic arms. They are fantastic. They bend in all the places that you'd expect uh, a microphone boom arm to bend, which is great. Um, but yeah, that is it for today's show. I know it's only a brief one. This is usually a two-man show where myself and Graham would be giving you the news, but we are very busy. We do work in the video games industry. We are extremely busy at this moment in time, which is obviously why he dolloped yesterday. I'm dolloping today. You may see us both tomorrow, but who knows? Um, but that is it for today's episode of The Scoop. If you do want to help shape the remaining show tomorrow, there is two ways that you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or I'll Alternatively, get involved with our Discord. If you are in the chat, exclamation Discord, you'll be able to find all of our socials and stuff like that there. Um, all we need from you is a URL plus your false impressions. We will then give you our false impressions on the very next show, which will most likely not be at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Ish. Uh, I think Graham's also got his chatbot on too because we've got it on obviously in the studio. I think Graham's got his. I think his might have been forced off habit by just turning his on anyway. Um, yeah, at the time was... Uh. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do, we're going to raid one of our friends. Again, though, as I was going to continue to finish off there, all we need from you is URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We'll then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be out tomorrow at 10 a.m.-ish. Uh, ice cream, gato, thanks. I'm hungry now. Yeah, we are, we are part of a company. Ice cream is a subsidiary of Jelly Media. So jelly and ice cream. There you go. It took me about three years to work that out. And I've been a fan of this channel before I even started working here. Three years after I started working here, kind of worked it out bit thick uh you probably would have known that if you if you've been here longer but hey ho not very educated very illiterate but 
a bloody good podcast host. But again, as I mentioned before, we are going to raid one of our friends. Do stick around. Um, even if it's a high and buy, you do get, I think it's 250 sprinkles for sticking around, which obviously goes towards um, getting a wall of, play, uh, wall of fame placement, free sub for the month. You know the stuff. You can click on the sprinkle stuff. You'll be able to see it. Uh, but until this time-ish tomorrow, probably, I do hope that you take care of yourselves. And as always, there's one thing that we want you to do, and that, my friends, is to stay frosty.